It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, line drop for the, for the for the jackets for the yeah. in the clothing that you're doing. Yeah, so I've been doing um BNBOIC, man. It's, it's it's something I've been doing since about 2017, man. So it's been, you know, a long time coming. And, uh, you know, just with everything I got going on with like drum work and music and everything, I felt like, you know, in order to bring more, you know, awareness to, to the brand and stuff like that, why not do a collab? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like I'm doing a collab with myself. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool that you can kind of focus on the uh, music and your art and the creation side, too. It's not like one takes priority over the other. Right, exactly. That's that's what makes it dope, man. You know what I mean? I'm able, like I was saying in the post, man, to just kind of express myself creatively, you know what I'm saying, like in different ways, you know what I mean? Because I don't like to limit myself to anything. Yeah. How'd you get into that? Yo, to be honest with you, um, I yo, like I failed every art class I had, like going to high school and shit. Like I never used to pay attention. And I always had like just a passion for art. And um, you know, I, I love paintings, I love sculptures, I love just, you know, looking at looking at art, you know what I mean? And just, you know, deciphering what it what it means to me. And um, I would go and visit all these different, you know, galleries and just different museums and things like that. And for the longest time, I never felt like I could do it personally because I felt like everything had to be like kind of like in realism. You know what I mean? Like if I can't draw your face exactly how it looks, then it's not right. But it took me being introduced to other artists and their perspectives and, and their takes on, you know, on art and what art is in order for me to say, OK, you know what? If I don't do it this way, I do it in the way that I do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. It really took me accepting that and, you know, just being being comfortable, man. And that that was what really got me into it. it. It was just me being more comfortable with the person that I am. Are you from Buffalo? Yeah, I'm from the east side. There's, it's crazy the amount of talent, whether it be art-wise, music, clothing, everything coming out of, of Buffalo. And you said you had, did you start with like graffiti? Because your album... Uh, asphalt calligraphy. I wasn't sure if that was what you were talking about with that. Well, so it it kind of is like the the title is kind of drawn to. It, it's basically when I was thinking about the title of the album, I wanted to make, um, you know, high class like, like fine art, mm-hmm. but it's like writing. You know what I'm saying? So when I think about calligraphy, it's obviously an art form, and then I, I wanted to make it for the street. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the hood. Like I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up in the suburbs of Buffalo. I grew up on the east side of Buffalo. One fourteen is is it's tough. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so my with what you know with what I spit like with my bars and everything, it's it's like upper echelon. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that's how I like to think about it. So you know, it's it's like high class art for the street. That's the way that I was thinking about it. It's funny because uh, my boy Camouflage Monk and a few of my other boys, great when producer, we were talking about the title of the album. They were telling me, yo, don't name your album Asphalt Calligraphy. Like, what like what does that even mean, bro? Like, don't do that. And come to find out, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this was more than a year ago, but when I dropped the album and then now, like, people talk about it, they're like, yo, how did you even come up with that title? That shit is dope as hell. And I'm like, yo, I told I told my peoples I was dope. It was dope. And hey, man, they wasn't messing with it at the time, but it's it's dope that, you know what I'm saying? People rock with the title. 
Well, that's how I felt too about uh, subjective humility. That's a great title too. Especially, I gotta give you a shout out. Uh, no congratulations. Listening to it now, especially, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about that song now? Man, you know it's crazy. When I made that joint, I was like, I was, I was still working and shit like that. I was working a regular job, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, I was on this work trip that I had to go on. I didn't want to be there. It was, it was just a bunch of, a bunch of BS. And Mitch Arizona sent me the beat, and I was like, Yo, this joint is crazy. And you know, I wanted to make something where it was like, it was like, no congratulations. Like, you know, I just wanted to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, make it something that people can. It'll like stick in your head. Mm-hmm. And so now, like looking back on it it's dope because everything that I talked about in that song kind of manifested, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love the fact that because, you know, when you are artist and especially a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't really pay you attention like that. People don't want to hear your shit. If you're not in the mainstream or if people don't already know your name, especially in Buffalo, it's, it's extremely tough to break through here. So it's almost like you feel crazy. It's like, yo, I know I'm good, but it's like, damn, like don't nobody want to hear my shit or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it, it's demoralizing. You feel what I'm saying? It it breaks you down a little bit. So, to make a song like "No Congratulations" and then to see everything just kind of happen the way that it happened is just like, man, it's it's the craziest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's it, and I'm blessed and I'm grateful. You said, well, that album was subjective humility that dropped in 2018, and you said you started the clothing and the art in 2017. But you were, were you rapping just, you said it was hard to break through. You were rapping throughout your whole life. So, uh, so subjective, just, just to kind of, uh, correct you real quick. Subjective, yeah. humility, it came out, uh, top of 2019. So it was January 23rd, 2019. Okay. But, uh, no, um, yeah, I, I've been making music, man, literally since I was about 13, 12, 13 years old, but doing it seriously, like where, you know, I, I dropped my first mixtape when I was 21. <laughs> Yeah, what what made you drop that subjective? What made you say this is going to be my first like major release on like streaming platforms, things like that? Um, I mean, subjective humility that came after um, I because I actually took a hiatus from music. I had moved out of Buffalo. I lived in Buffalo my whole life, and then I moved out of Buffalo. I, I kind of was like to the point where I was done with music because I had been trying to do it for such a long time and I just wasn't as successful. What, what success looked like to me, I, I had never reached it. Mm-hmm. And um, I got frustrated and I moved out of Buffalo and, you know, I took a little break from music. And when I moved back to Buffalo, it was kind of like, you know, I had the brown out black, the BNBOYC thing. I had the idea of it. And I was like, there's no other rapper really that can tap in you know, to that side of creativity, or there's there's not any that that really do it. The only one I could think of was Lupe Fiasco. And I said, man, why not give it one more shot? You know what I mean? Because now I have this idea of the BNBLYC thing. I have a little bit more life experience. I have different things that I can talk about. I know the direction that I want to go in. And so, you know, I said, why not? You know what I mean? Like, let me just take one more shot. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I love it so much. It was like, when I wasn't really making music, I still was kind of doing it. And I have such a passion for it. It's not even something that I do. It's like, I tell people all the time, hip hop is what I am. It's not even what I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when it's, when it's just a part of you, you just, it, I was like, just naturally inclined to say, okay, you know what? Let me just give it one more shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where'd you move to? I moved to Syracuse. So it was like two hours away. Um, and I moved there 
trying to uh advance myself in my little bullshit job you know what i'm saying like yeah they needed me to go out there and, and go work at a, at a store out there and kind of turn it around because you know i was like one of the best people and so i went out there you know just like okay i'm gonna go go work here so that i can advance myself you know now they'll say okay you know what you did this now you can move up to the next step you know what i mean and that wasn't what happened it was actually funny like all this stuff happened and behind me quitting that job you know, after or last year during the pandemic, like once the pandemic hit. And then what is that? What made you move back to Buffalo and focus on focus on music? So in between um, in between me um, moving out there um, to Syracuse, um, I was there for a few months and I actually I, I had my daughter. So um, my daughter's mother is actually from Buffalo too, but she had came out and she had seen me and, you know, whatever happened. And, you know, I had my daughter in between that. So, um, you know, once, once she was born, her name is Nas, this was in 2016. Uh, she moved, you know, her and her mom moved out there with me in Syracuse. And, you know, that, that relationship just went sour after a while, you know, we're still on good terms, you know, we're co-parents. Nas is like the greatest human being ever created. You, feel you me? show so, so much love to her and your music, and that's a really cool thing to see, especially like seeing her featured on tracks. And it, it is really an awesome thing to see the amount of love you give. Nah, word, man, because like you know, when I think about rappers and I think about uh, I think about what hip hop is, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just love, and you know what I'm saying. I want to be that. I want to be that artist. Not so much that's like like corny with it though, because I'm not a corny dude. You feel what I'm saying? But like. Yeah. I want to show other artists and I want to show people who listen to me that just because, you know, you grow up in a certain environment doesn't mean that you have to make music that's reflective of that. You know what I'm saying? You can still because I have every reason in the book to not be the person that I am, but I'm still that person. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, because I want to be a positive influence on, on others, especially the youth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's what I actually really love about drum work is you and love. You guys are so unique and have a different style. I mean, you were saying Lupe before, which mm -hmm. is that where you draw inspiration from? Like who? who yeah, for like sure. Lupe Fiasco, man, he's like one of the he's like the goat when it comes to lyrics. Um, Nas, I named my daughter after Nas. I just added an extra A to her name so it would be a little bit more feminine, but yeah. my, my, the inspiration for my daughter's name is is Nas the Rapper. Congratulations <laughs> to Nas for getting the Grammy last night. <laughs> yeah, word, word. Shout yeah. out to Nas for that. But um, yeah, I mean, you got Rupe Fiasco, you got Nas, you got uh, Blackstar, like most anti-lib. I love them. Yeah. Jay-Z, obviously. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's the GOAT. Um, Man, Big Crit was really big, especially in those years where I was living in Syracuse. Mm -hmm. He was helping me get through a lot. I actually met him. I rapped for him, man, one time out in New York, which was really dope. Um, How'd that man, go? Because he, man, it was it was really it was really cool. Actually, I um I went to a show. Just a quick backstory. I went to a show. It was in uh, I believe it was in Manhattan. Didn't uh and I and I booked this hotel. It ended up being a hostel, so I had nowhere to stay. And so I ended up doing meet and greet tickets because I knew I just, I had to meet Crit at the time. Like I was the huge, like the biggest big Crit fan in the world. And so I get these tickets. And so I, I had to make a decision. Either I would go to the show and not know where I was going to stay that night, or I was going to go figure out where I was going to stay that night and then go to the show. But I would have missed out on my VIP uh, 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 necklace thing. So I wouldn't have been able to meet him. So I said, you know what, man, I, I traveled all the way out here. Fuck it. I'm going. 
I get there, you know what I'm saying? I, I wait out the whole show. Smoke Dizzy was there. So a few other cats there. It was real dope. And uh, so there was a line of people because a bunch of people purchased these tickets. And then obviously, it was other people who just finessed. Yeah. I waited. I was the very last person. I think my day started that day because I had to go out there. I caught the bus out there instead of driving my car. I think my day started like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Got there, you know, watched the whole show. This was at like 11 o'clock at night. There was probably a line of like 150 people to meet, dude. And uh, I'm standing there. I waited. I let people go in front of me. I was literally the very last person I waited because I was like, yo, I don't want a picture. I want to rap for bro like so bad. And so finally, it's like my turn. He's like, yo, you're the last person. Like, thank you for waiting. I'm like, bro, like, you you know, you're a big inspiration. Like, yo, I don't even want to, I don't even want to like a picture with you. I just want to rap for you. You know what I'm saying? He's like, where? I'm like, yo, please. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Like, I just want you to hear me. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting there. Oh, my, my fault. I got a phone call. No problem. But, uh, you know, we're sitting there. He's like, okay, you know what? Give your phone to my security because I know this means a lot to you. He's like, he's going to get it on video. And so, you know, I spit for him. It was, it was, it was amazing, man. You know what I'm saying? It was an amazing time. And uh, he gave me, gave me some merch. And uh, I gave him a copy of my CD sign. At the time, it was actually, uh, it was my street album. It's called In Search of Symmetry. You know what I'm saying? I came out in 2013, so I gave him one of those, and he was like, yo, I'm going to see you when you're on top. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy to be here now, you know what I mean? Because I can't wait to run into him. Like, yo, you remember me? <laughs> that <laughs> is, me? yeah, and you have to wait for that moment. You know, it, it'll yeah. come because the universe works that way. You know, you will. Exactly. But that's awesome to hear that story and to hear that, like, you're a fan. Like, you're a fan. Like, not anyone yeah, would do that. I'm, I'm a fan before any and everything, like, especially yeah. when it comes to even, like, you know, Conway. It's mm-hmm. sometimes where, you know, because I'm around him a lot now, but it's sometimes where, you know, where I may be, you know, listening to a song that he just recorded. He's asking me, like, yo, what you think about this? I'm like, bro, you Conway the Machine. What you talking about? <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's tell, you know, he tells me stuff, you know, like, yo, I was feeling that. Like, how did you come up with that? And that, again, like, because I'm such a fan, it takes me there because before all that, like I'm 31 years old, I've been listening to music since I was 12, 13 years old and knowing what they're talking about. So before everything, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, that's how I feel like, fuck. Like, I know I say it all the time on this podcast, but do you like, I knew all the words to the predator by ice cube when I was like four or five years old. That's what I was playing growing up. I saw Wu Tang clan when I was 12. Like I just grew up. And with Conway, like, that's why I love drum work. And I love that he signed artists that are different is like, I saw Conway in Boston and I waited. I was the last one. And I told yeah. him I was a stand up. And he was like, oh, word. Like, I was out at the comedy store a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was there the same today I performed stand up the first time ever. And it was just that's like, crazy. it was cool to meet on a fan level. But like, it's I get that feeling when it's like you just you're a fan before anything like it's the right. love, it's the love of it before like what can you do you know what I mean that's not right. what it's about it's about the love of the art and the craft exactly exactly and I think that kind of shows you know through the music because I care so much about it you know I'm not I'm not just gonna make anything I'm not just gonna put out anything you know what I mean like yeah everything that I do is like okay I, I'm I'm calculated about it I want to. I want to make sure that I'm representing not only myself, not only my city, not only me, not only, you know, my family, my friends, everybody. I want to make sure that I'm representing hip hop in the correct way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And well, that's it showed with your first two releases. I mean, I you said you had uh, mixtapes before, but your first two like albums, 
you were just like you were doing it. That was before. When did you sign to drum work? How did that come around? Man, so uh, so I signed. If you want like the full story, I can give you the full story. Yeah, let you. I, I would love to hear the full story. Word. So the story is actually crazy. I have a lot of a lot of crazy stories, not just the crit one, but I'll I'll give you the quick summarized version of what happened. No, you can so, get. We we have time. You can give me okay, the story. Okay, I want to hear this. I'm excited. I, so uh, so I mentioned earlier I was working this job. Now the job that I was working, I, I've been working the sneaker. So you probably you you hear it in the bars. I always talk about kicks and shit. Yeah. I've been working the sneaker. I have been working the sneakers for 14 years, but I worked at this one store for almost 10 years, and so. Uh, you know, I, you know, the COVID hit, you know, pandemic, you know, I was on furlough from uh, from my job about three months into it. You know, they called me back to the store, told me, you know, get, get ready to open up the store. I got looted after, you know, the whole George Floyd situation. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in there, I'm cleaning up and, you know, the store, basically the company, they didn't want to, uh, you know, provide security. And I had some other stuff happen at the store. So I basically I was I was put in a situation where I had to either a go for what they were saying you know what i mean and at the time it felt like you know they just didn't care about us as human beings that's really what it felt like Mm -hmm. or b i could have left and you know just figured it out and again because i had been there for so long you know it was a hard decision for me because you know i didn't want to just leave without you know having another source of income where the pandemic is going on i got a four-year-old daughter you know what i'm saying that it just didn't make sense but um one thing i told myself was that i was going to start following my heart and so um, I made the decision to leave, and this was on a Friday. This was, uh, I want to say it was like June 18th or something like that of last year. Mm-hmm. And so I leave, and two days later on that Sunday, Conway hits me up, Facebook Messenger, and he tells me like, yo, I'm getting ready to start this label. I think look, like you're like the dopest in the city. What do you think about, you know what I'm saying, possibly signing the drum work? I'm like, bro, do you, do you know like, First did of you all, know him before Conway, this? Did you know huh? him before? Did you know no, them? Before? No, me and Conway, like I knew who he was. Yeah, he yeah. knew who I was. Our conversations never lasted more than a minute because Conway is not a people person, especially if you don't know him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He doesn't. He doesn't talk to people like that. He's not that type of person. And so he always, I always knew him from the hip from the hip hop scene here in Buffalo, and vice versa. We did a show in 2016. Um, it was on Halloween actually, and you know he invited me to come do that. But we had never really had like a relationship or, or really a rapport outside of that, for real. Yeah. And, um, you know, he hits me up and he said, you know, he's saying this. And I'm like, yo, bro, I just quit my job two days ago. Like, yes, I'm like, whatever opportunity you're talking about, I'm with it. And so I didn't hear back from him. This was in the beginning of the summer. I didn't hear from him again until the night uh, from King to a God came out. He wanted me to pull up to his crib. And so, you know, I went the whole summer. I was really just on my on my art, on my painting, you know, working my brand and stuff like that. And then that was when I made the decision to drop asphalt calligraphy. And so uh, he, he calls me over. He's like, yo, I want you to come through. He had a bunch of people there. You know, we listened to the album. He performed some of the songs for us. You know, he was just talking about the album, things like that. He played God Don't Make Mistakes for us. And uh, I was getting ready to leave. And um, he's like, yo, um, you know, I'm still rocking with you. Start, you know, pulling up to my house, come record. Okay, cool. So this is, you know, mid-December, September. It gets to be October. So I was, you know, coming to his house recording, stuff like that. And then his assistant hits me me up in October and he's like, yo, uh, we're in New York right now. Um, Conway said, you know, if you can get here, then, you know, pull up. If not, don't worry about it. So I instantly, I text uh, Love the Gene. As soon as I get to, as soon as I get that text, I'm like, yo, Love. He said, yo, he said, pull up. We got to go. I'm like, yo, let's go. Like, we're taking my truck. 
So you guys had so you and Love knew each other beforehand. I've known Love. Me and Love made a song in 2009. Oh shit! So you guys was, really know each other. When I was recording, I yo literally I have a video on YouTube right now when I used to record in my closet. It's the song is called Grinding. It's featuring Camouflage Monk, who used to go by G5GI. She actually came to that crib and she, me and her recorded a song there. So we've known each other for 10 plus years. Oh, damn. I'm going to have to check that song out. But that's crazy. Right. I didn't know that. Right, right. And so, I, you know, I hit her up. I'm like, yo, we're taking my truck. We're going. So yeah. we get an address. We go to this to this address. And the address he gives us is to the cutting room in, in Manhattan. It's like this ill-ass studio. We go inside. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're about to do. This is on like a Monday. Mm-hmm. We're looking around. We go inside. We get inside the studio. It's, you know, Big L, Plax. It's most deaf, Shrek. And me and her have never been inside a studio, like, of this caliber. So off the rip, we're like, yo, where are we at and what's going on? Like, this is crazy. And so, uh, you know, we go we go inside and Conway is working. It's, a, it's just a beautiful studio. And he comes out. He greets us. He's like, yo, I'm glad y'all came because if y'all wouldn't have came, that would have told me everything I needed to know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And basically meaning like, you know, it was it was a test. And so, yeah. you know, we're sitting there and he's recording. We're just like in awe because we like, yo, this is our first time really being around Conway and like him recording and listening to him rap over over some beats that we never heard. Like, this is crazy. So he comes out, you know, a couple, you know, he's going back and forth. But he comes out maybe like an hour or two later. He's like, all right, well, yo, y'all got stuff y'all want to record? Like, why don't y'all get in there and go record? Some-? I'm, I'm like, yo. Like, I, like, so, you know, I have some material. Love has some material. Me and her did a song together. So, mind you, this is all in the same day. Then it, it got later in the day in, like, Hovane and B-Dot Mall, like, all these names, like, Smoke Dizzle pulled up. Uh, yeah. K-Slay pulled up. Sheik Looch pulled up. <laughs> like, it's all, and this is all on the first day. And then yeah. he's like, yo, Conway's like, yo, play them songs y'all there. Like, let, let, let them hear so it was like he was really pests, you get what I'm saying? And yeah. it really just put on the spot. And um, you know, we kinda we kinda passed the test. You know what I'm saying? It was it was yeah. it was kind of crazy, but you know, we kind of passed the test. And uh from there, you know, we did like the Miami, we went to Miami with him. Uh we went, you know, down to the A, we did the title show, we did a song Each Me in Love. You know, it was it was just dope. And so, you know, it was kind of like it was just a series of tests to see if we were really serious. And so, you know, like I just told you, I, I quit my job. I was, you know, just getting by on my brand and getting by on, you know, little stuff I was doing here and there. So, you know, it was kind of like my back was kind of against the wall at the time. And I, I kind of had to make rap, you know, my priority and like the thing that I had to take the most serious. Yeah. And so, you know, that led to me in January, you know, signing my deal. So, you know, that was that was that's like the summarized version of it. It was, you know, it's a lot more that goes into it, but that's pretty much like the summarized version of how I got signed to drum with. That's an insane story. And it's also an, a, a cool story. You say that these things just happen to you. Do you, have you ever read the alchemist? Like, do you know yeah. about like, uh, like omens and shit and how like yep. life, it, life works like that? Like, yo, listen, so I didn't, I didn't even touch on this. Like I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm straight edge. Mm-hmm. And I stopped drinking um, December 8th, 2019. And the thing that I think about the most now, and I noticed this um, recently, when I got to that studio in October with Conway that first time, when we got there, you know what I'm saying? Because Conway drinks, you know what I'm saying? He does his thing, he smokes, whatever. 
Yeah. When we got there, there was bottles, you know what I'm saying, in the studio. Henny, Ducey, whatever you wanted was there. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I was the type, man, when I would get nervous, I would just fucking throw them back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the thing that I think about the most is, you know, now, man, if I would have never stopped, because when I stopped drinking, I stopped cold turkey. I just stopped. And I had been drinking since I was like 15. And I just, I just thought like straight up just stopped. And I was just thinking that, like, man, like if I would have been in the same situation and still been, you know what I'm saying, using alcohol, I probably would have sat there and got drunk and wouldn't have made those songs that I made and probably would have fucked up my opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So I think about it like, man, like all this shit was supposed to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like whether whether me quit quit alcohol because it wasn't something that was good for me was, you know, saying part of the story or maybe it happened because of that. I don't know. But yeah. man, it's 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 ill. It's super ill. What was I'm, the re- what was the reason that you cut you went you went uh sober, you went cold turkey? Yo, you know how everybody always say they had that one that one night where, you know what I'm saying, oh yo, they wake up the next day, damn, yo, I ain't never drinking again. Yeah. I had one of them nights. I had three <laughs> islands and I woke up the next day and I literally I felt like I felt like I got into a street fight with like five different cats and they whooped my ass. Like I literally, I felt like I was on my deathbed that day. I might've, I might've needed to go to the hospital. I think I had alcohol poisoning. And I was like, man, you know what? I'm not drinking no more. It's funny. Cause my home girl came over that same day. She bought me some, uh, some Tylenol, some uh, Gatorade. I was sitting there. I'm like, yo, I'm not drinking no more. And she was like, you're not going to drink anymore. I'm like, yo, it's over. And she was like, nah, let's go get some wine. Da, 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 da. Like, Nah, and then it started from there, and I just haven't drank since. And you know, it's been a lot of different things in my life that have happened since then that kind of showed me, like, nah, this is this is the path you need to stay on. Because I mean, it's easy for me to go to the liquor store, go get you know whatever yeah. I want. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. like I said, Conway, like Conway teased me all the time, like, oh, Yo, you ain't gonna, I got this Ace of Spades, you ain't gonna drink none of this Ace of Spades. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got the Duce. Like, nah, bro. But you know, he uh, he commends it at the same time because you know he, he says like, yo, like. You're a very he- like strong-minded individual. You know what I'm saying for that because yeah, temptation is always there. You know. Yeah, not that it's. I do. I used to drink more, but I've cut. I don't drink a lot anymore, and I do smoke. But I'm three years off tobacco, and that was the thing right. that I would like smoke so many blunts and like. I don't mm-hmm. know. It really did affect me. Like I, it, it affected me. So having a strong will and like keeping off that. And you say like. You could have got drunk that night, and it none of the, none of that shit. None of, none of it like, would have happened. None yeah. of it would have happened. What did you rec- Did you ever release anything you recorded that first night? Um, no. Mm-mm. That first night, I did. Um, I did this song. <laughs> it's actually, man, I, I can't even actually tell you about it. But it's <laughs> it's like one. It's like one of them joints. It's like one of those real special moments in hip hop. And I'm not even, I'm not just saying it just be, just because like, it's, it's special. It's a special joint. And um, man, I, I can't wait for it to come out. If you think about um, Nas, I gave you power. Yeah. Where you like personified that the pistol. It's, yeah. it's along those lines. You know what I'm saying? It's a story. It's, it's crazy. How does it feel like having to wait on that? Like waiting on a song that you feel so passionate about. You know what's crazy? Um, I, I kind of like it and I kind of don't. And the reason why I like it is because it allows me to, like, once you make a song, because I've made a few other songs now where, you know, it makes that song feel small. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it allows you to say, okay, you know what, I made this, but 
it's not time for it to come out yet. So now I got, I still have time to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. one of the things that Conway asked us that first day was, do you think you've made your best song yet? And I couldn't answer the question and love said no. And he was like, well, that's a good thing because, you know, you should never feel like you made your best song because you can always be better. So the reason why I don't like it, though, is because I'm used to, you know what I'm saying, being an independent artist where it's like, okay, you know what? Uh, I I feel good today. Like, let's just put it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But another another reason why I like it, though, is because now I have, you know, a team of people who are who are behind me and who are with me that can help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're, we're not going to drop the song now because we need to do this, this, and this. And then when we do drop it, we need to do this, this, and this and get the most out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, is that why you like your clothing line and having it be like one of one pieces is because that kind of is like you're in control of that. Right. Exactly. That's that's the thing that I really love about, uh, you know, the contract that I signed and with BNBLYC, like my merch. I mean, I have J-Ski. I'm going to have J-Ski's drum work merch. But, yeah. you know, I'm still like an artist who can collab with myself. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then two, anything I want to do, like associated with Brown, Not Black, Live Your Creed, like that's. 100% me. I, that's my LLC. That's my business. And Conway respects that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you going through your thing. Like, that's that's how you make your money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did Do you ever want to go? You do. You have so many great bars about shoes, and you can tell you love shoes. You just <laughs> said you're... Do you want to go into that, too? Like, making your own shoes, that style of merch? I know you do, like, hand-painted shoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um... I mean, if the opportunity ever presented itself, I would never turn that down. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I could get my own shoe, you know what I mean? Like, that would be, like, that's something I can't even fathom right now because, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But think about where you're at now, and you couldn't fathom that probably, like, two, five, ten years ago. You know what I mean? Yo, I couldn't fathom where I am a year ago because I didn't didn't know what was going to happen. So, you're right. I mean... Again, if like the opportunity ever presented itself, you know, obviously I would I would take full advantage of it because I love shoes. I love sneakers. I love fashion. And I just love to be different. You know what I'm saying? Like everything I do, I just love it to be different. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, hell yeah, I would love to. Definitely. (laughs) What? So what's the story behind Stefan Diggs and crack in the 90s? Because those are two of my favorites. Like those (laughs) both of those are fucking killer. Were so uh cracking the 90s, so I'll tell our story first. So um we knew that we were doing the title show and we knew that uh Conway was doing the deluxe. We just didn't know if like me and love speaking, you know, speaking of us, we didn't know if we were gonna be on the deluxe. And we, we were talking about it a lot, like damn, like yo, if he puts us on a deluxe, like we gonna we're gonna be lit, like that would be fire. And one day randomly I get a text. Now his assistant's name is Chad. You know what I'm saying? You may hear him talking about him on like his lives and stuff like that. His name is Chad. Chad texts me and it's a, it's a audio file. This is on a random, like it was, I think it was like a Tuesday at like 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Yo, uh, Conway wants you to write to this. It's for the deluxe. Make sure you get it done. We recording it tomorrow. Like, so instantly when I read the text, I instantly get anxious. I'm like, what the Yeah, because you're like, damn, this is a <laughs> quick turnover. <laughs> right, right. Because it's like, at this point, this was in December. And so at this point, you know, I had been, I had been around and stuff like that. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm repping drum work, but it's like, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't signed any contracts yet. And, yeah. you know, just stuff wasn't in stone yet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, man. He was like, you know, you and love both going to be on it. So automatically i'm thinking like okay love is gonna be on it and conway is on it 
I got to I got to come out. So I think I started writing at like 11 o'clock at night. I didn't go to sleep until like five o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So it know, shows I, in I, the I, verse. You kill that verse. You kill it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I just wanted it to be I wanted it to be ill. And so, you know, we get you know, to the studio and we're recording and, you know, Conway is okay. You know saying? You go. Cause actually he, he asked who wanted to go first. And I said, you know, I'm gonna go. And, um, I got up, I recorded my shit and they, everybody in the room, like, man, what the fuck? Like, bro. And then love gets up. And so she's like, okay, you know what? I gotta, I gotta keep writing. Like she heard my shit. She was like, okay, I'm gonna keep writing. She writes her shit. She spits her shit. And it was just like, bro, like there's yo, so, you just yo, there's so many her. bars from you guys and that right. all three of you, but you two especially, you know, like that was a yeah. a good drum work together song. That's right, right, killed. right. It embodied like what drum work is going to be. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that was it was like the perfect way to introduce us. I don't know how he thought of that or why, but <laughs> that was like the perfect way to introduce us. And then Rock Marciano killed the beat. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. just a different. It was a different beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Are you it was, a it was really Shout dope. out your uh, Metal Gear Solid bar. Are you a gamer? Yeah, word. Salute, <laughs> salute, salute. I'm actually not even a gamer. I don't even play the game anymore. I got an Xbox, like, S1 or whatever it's called. But yeah, I don't yeah. even play the game anymore. I um I used to be real into games, and Metal Gear Solid was one of my favorite joints. And I always said, like, you know what I mean? Like, once I get on, you know, Revolver, Revolver Ocelot was going to be one of my aliases because, you know what I'm saying, Revolver's going to jam up. They just keep spitting, and that's how I yeah. am. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, so Stefan Diggs was actually a track that we weren't even planning on doing together. We were in Atlanta and we were, uh, we had, we were actually going to do, um, title the next day. So this was on that Thursday and, uh, we were sitting there. I think that morning Conway got up at like nine o'clock in the morning and he was just playing the beat, like literally just playing the beat over. And like, I think he listened to it for like four hours or whatever he was trying to like write and it was just playing and you know you get to a point it's like bro i'm a rapper i'm about to uh actually write some shit to this and hopefully if he fucks with it i can put it on here yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? so you know he's he's doing his thing doing his thing and then I, finally he got like his verse together and uh and i'm not saying like it took him a long ass time but the beat was just playing all morning mm-hmm. and so you know he spitting his verse and shit. I see him over in the corner. I'm like, yo, bro, I got a hook for this joint. You know what I mean, yo, listen real quick. And so he, you know what I mean? I spent a fly elegance. And I'm seeing him as I'm as I'm rapping it for him. He's like, yo, that's yeah, that's just sound how he was like, yo, I'm gonna record my shit. Record that after that. So you know I go, we we recorded, we in the living room, recorded that shit. And uh, you know, we listened to it afterwards. I put some albums on. He was like, yeah, this shit is fire. He was like, yeah, you honest. Like, bet. So that was kind of how it came together. It wasn't, I wasn't even supposed to be on the song. It just yeah. came together that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's a great track. You guys, it matches perfect. And it that's Word. cool that it, it shows that like it comes together in the top. You know, like you said, you have to be ready for things like when they come, like, the crack in the 90s you were sent that the night before that you just were listening to the beat all morning and you're like and then when those songs drop how do you feel like was that your first like kind of being noticed on a large scale yeah for sure that was uh that was those were like the two biggest songs that i've ever been on i have um i know you heard subjective humility so i have like mickey facts on on the one song with me 
um, which, which was you, really cool. Great song, um, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, on uh, broke broke state of mind, but um, how did you? Yeah, how did that, that track come together? Um, you know what's funny? My boy had actually hit me up, and he was saying because he follows Mickey Fax on on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. and he was saying like, you know, um, he's doing features right now, or whatever, and it was it was like shorts, you know what I'm saying, to get him yeah. on the track. And so I just hit him up and, and he was, he was cool about it. Like, you know what I mean? And we just, we, we made it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was pretty much what it was. And it, it came together dope. Like he killed his verse. Yeah, you know he did. He really did. Yeah. Word. So that was, that was how it came together. But outside of that, man, I had never been like, I've opened up for people. I've done shows and, mm-hmm. you know, I've been places and done shows and stuff like that, but I had never really been on a track as big as that. Like, Bro, this is Conway the Machine, like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and you're on two tracks of the deluxe, which is like you're on a third of that whole, you know, the whole deluxe. For a fact. So that was like it was big. It was like I remember when he came out that day, I was like, I was just so pumped to even go on title and like read my name after his name in the credits. Like I was like, yo, this is crazy, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it that that definitely took me there. I'm not even gonna lie. Did you ever think music would be your your thing? Like, did you th- like did you take it seriously enough that you thought like looking back, you're like, damn, like I can't believe I'm here. You're like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be here. I think, um, man, really being being like I said, man, I, I talk about the east side a lot. Being from the east side of Buffalo, man, you just don't get. It's a lot of opportunities you don't get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like. It's just, it, I'm not saying that it's like the absolute worst place in America, but the mindset of people paired with where you are geographically, it's just tough. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. I always had a lot of hope because like the reason why I started making music was because, you know, when my father passed, I was 10 years old and music was a way that I kind of, ha- it was just like an outlet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I started making music with, with my boy and we had formed a group and I just always loved it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was just a way for me to just express myself. But I always like felt like it was a chance because I knew I was good. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In terms of music, I knew I could spit. I knew that I had a, a talent because a lot of pe- like people ordering me would tell me that all the time. Like, yo, you talented, bro. Don't ever stop. So I knew that, but being like where I am, I always envision myself like being signed to like, you know, Dreamville or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I never, I never really saw myself, you know, being signed to like Conway or, you know, West Side Gun. I never saw that. Never, never in my future. But I always knew that there was a chance because I knew I had talent. But talent is only really a, th- a fourth of what you need to even be in this position now. Yeah, you know it's what the I'm ticket like, to play. Yeah, it's the ticket to right, play. Right. It's all the other stuff on top of but it. But that's that's like why I'm so grateful for Conway because he could have he could have signed anybody. He could have went and found people from Indianapolis or anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he chose to give you know give an opportunity like this to me and Love, who are from the same part of the city that he's from. It's not it's not a big city. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But he he recognized the talent and. He see he's got a vision so you know i man <laughs> i just appreciate it because like i said i knew that there was a chance but i didn't know how it was gonna come or where it was gonna come from so well it seems like 
Buffalo, there is a lot of talent, especially now. Like, Buffalo's getting a lot of shine, especially for not, like, a major city. The amount of talent coming out of there now is mm-hmm. cool. And the kind of the... So I was in Buffalo for the uh, the Buffalo Kids gallery opening. Actually, oh, I, ran, I ran into you at the mall, but it was just a quick passing. But... Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was talking to, like, you know, like, Go to Mars or, you know, I was over at Struggle Clothing. It is crazy the amount of all the... Whether it be music, art, uh, clothing out of Buffalo, but it's still it's still hard. I bet, but it does seem like there's a lot of talent out of the city. Yeah, no, nah, there's, man, there's so many talented artists that I know of that I grew up with that I, you know, I still look look to for inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many talented cats. And I think the thing is, like, like I always say, like, Buffalo is like the hyperbolic time chamber. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you stay here and you hone your skills. And then once you get out into the world, it's like, shit, you ready to take over the world because it's so hard to like, you know, survive here. Everybody know everybody. People get, people get murdered. People, man, there's a dude, I think I'm the same age as him. I just seen him on Facebook two days ago. Homie got murdered. Like I I saw it yesterday on Facebook. Saw him on Facebook on, what was that? Saturday. Just talking, you know what I'm saying? Talking about how he just changed his life. Somebody clapping. Somebody just clapping, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to the homie. But Rest in peace. It's 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 tough, bro. Like it's it's extremely tough to do your thing here. So, you know, it's it's like, man, all the artists. Uh, it's a lot of artists from here that are extremely talented and they have the drive. It's just we we've never really had the opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So, thank God for you know what I'm saying, Westside and Conway and Benny and Derringer because you know without them without you know their drive and their hustle it wouldn't i wouldn't be a possibility like jay skis wouldn't have fans in japan and fucking new zealand and australia you know what i'm saying that Uh wouldn't be a possibility well you fit in with the buffalo sound but you do have a different style like you your inspirations and the way is different did you feel like you didn't have a place like when you were starting off or did you always fit in with the Buffalo scene? Um, you mean like, uh, as far as like drum work or just like period, just period, just period. I always felt like I had a place because I was, I was like one of the people, like even before all this drum work stuff, I was always one of them cats. Like I would, I would throw ciphers, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would like those ciphers at my job. I would throw ciphers at the new era store downtown. I was like one of the cats that, like everybody knew everybody knew i was dope everybody knew who i was you know what i'm saying in the town but it was just like i just never had that shot you feel yeah. me everybody knew it was gonna happen like you talk you talk to anybody that know hip-hop in buffalo they'll tell you yo jay skit he was like he was gonna do it it's like just nobody knew when or how you know yeah. what i'm saying happened but just nobody knew when or how so like i always felt like i fit in but I always felt like i always I'm, you know what i mean like I, I bought a different element like you said like i, mm-hmm. I just got a different style i'm not you know, talking about how I shoot people or how I flip drugs and shit like that, or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case, because that wasn't my life. You feel me? I did, I did dabble in certain shit for, you know what I'm saying? A a period of time when I was growing up, but I was always smarter. I was always smart enough to know that that wasn't what I needed to do in order to get forward in life. You feel me? And so I know a lot of people like just in the town period, but I know there's people in the world also that, a can benefit from a message like that and b there's people who empathize with that too because 
I know plenty of people who've gone from being a street dude or, you know what I'm saying, being in the streets to, you know, shit, just, just living, living chill, like, you know what I mean? And just having ambition and drive to do something better. So yeah. that was like my, that's why I changed my style. Cause when I was younger, my favorite rappers was like Lloyd Banks and like, you know, Jay-Z and they was on mm-hmm. that type of time. Like, you know what I mean? Like they was talking about drugs and they was talking about guns and, you know what I'm saying? Different things. And it sounded cool. So that's why I would rap about it. But then when you really start to think about, like I was just saying, like homie who, who got murdered, you know, the other day, when you really start to sit back and think about what is being said on these songs, especially stuff that you hear in the mainstream, you know, you listen to, you know, it's, I'll give, I'll give one example and it's not no shade, but letting, uh, days loaf, letting nigga try me, try me. Yeah. Oh, my fucking family. It's catchy as shit. It sounds good. But think about what that really is. Like, think about what you're saying right now. You got little four-year-old, five-year-olds running around saying this shit. Yeah. And when somebody really get killed in real life, how did that really feel? Yeah, it's yeah. not the same as, like, the song that's being played that's teaching right. that shit. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, it's it, it all sounds good, but words really have real energy. Words is really, like, that shit is real. You yeah. feel me? So it's, it's bigger than just saying something to get a check or just saying something because it sounds cool, at least mm-hmm. to me. You know what I'm saying? I say shit on my records, and I, I preach my message because, you know, I know that. I know that words is real. I know the energy is real. And I like to give that positive message to people, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. yo, you never know. Like, life is like a cycle. I don't know if you heard Canadian shits, but life is really a yeah. cycle. And, you know what I'm saying? You, what you get, what you put out. You feel me? So if you're being negative, you know what I'm saying? You just constantly just in a in a in a in a lower vibe or lower vibrational state. That's what you're gonna get back. You feel yeah. me? But you put out positivity, man. You put out good. That's what you're gonna receive, and that's what I want to receive. You feel me? And that's what I love about you know you and love is like you are from Buffalo, but you got a different a different mess. Not that I love all of the like that's my favorite city in rep. There's a reason I drove from Boston up there for the gallery, but like you have a different lane to say your message or say what you want to say and it's it really works right and the thing i was gonna say the thing was i don't know what your question was gonna be not to cut you off but the thing was the reason why i um why i like once i figured out that that was gonna be my message because i started really talking about those type of things in like 2016 ish and that was when griselda was starting to break through so i always knew that if like from that point i knew if i could convey that type of message it would be like a complete 180 from griselda right mm-hmm. so either people would either gravitate towards it or they would run away from it and, there, yeah. and that's already happening like i look at or i look at reddit and i look at youtube and i look at instagram i read all the comments i, I see what they say twitter too mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's one of two things people either love it or they absolutely hate it but the good thing is it's positive so people there's more people who love it than people who hate it and they respect the fact that it's different like yeah. when i see different people talking about me and like you know what i bring to the table it's always you know he's different as opposed to just trying to fit in with what griselda is and it just shows a different element of buffalo period to the world because we're still like an untapped like put, like it's like full of untapped potential yeah so with that you know it just i feel like it makes me like I, there's no way that I can fail because I'm just different. Yeah, and it, it it is cool. You said like the 
like being at the gallery opening, seeing all the people there to support, like what, 1,500 people I heard were there. It's like, it is an untapped potential, but it shows that there is like support and lo- like a love for what is happening and what's going on. No, seriously, man. Like when I walk, cause I walked down, um, going back towards the other side of the mall a few times, like walking alongside the line. Yeah. And what I didn't know that I learned is that people know who I am. Like not just, not from being from Buffalo, not, you know what I'm saying? Knowing me around the town, not from working at the same store. No, people know Jay Skis. And so when I was walking through, it was, oh shit, it's Jay Skis. Oh, yo, sign my hoodie. Yo, sign, yo, I got your vinyl with me. Yo, sign my vinyl. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Can I get a picture yeah. with you? When I, like that last weekend, that, that took me there, bro, because I had never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. This is all new. So, man that was it was it was really crazy but to feel that love and to know that it's really there is like an amazing feeling yeah well what's what's up next for you and what made you choose suede uppers as your first you know drum work single because i love that song you kill that track i love this one my top played right now yeah thank you man i appreciate it man um well to answer your first question uh suede up or your second question first uh suede uppers i chose it for two reasons um the first reason was when I had um when I made suede uppers, it was to me it was just like an amazing, amazing song. Like there's no hook, I'm just rapping, but mm-hmm. it's like kind of like my story all kind of wrapped in one, and then it pushes, you know, that whole like I want people to know that I'm about you know sneakers. I love getting fly, I love people to know my story, and I also love people to understand that I'm really tied in with art. Mm-hmm. But I'm also lyrically like upper echelon with it too. You feel me? So it kind of it kind of culminated all those different things into one song. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you if you look at the artwork, it's you know you're looking at like almost like the universe and you know just the path at the bottom. And there's a guy at the bottom. And it's it's almost like he's about to take that step into his path. And it's but when you're looking at it, you're looking at it through a keyhole. Yeah. So it's kind of like a look through the keyhole at my story. Let me bring you into my world real quick. And the hummingbird is there. That's for my granny, man. I miss my granny. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my heart. So you know, I had to throw on the first, you know, big single of my life. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And so uh, you know, that was that was the reason for Sweet Uppers. And then on the other side of it, it was also produced by um, one of my best friends, Mitch Arizona. I've been making music with Mitch Arizona since 2009, and he's like supremely talented. He's a he's a great producer. He's you know what I'm saying just a great person. So you know what better way to you know also you know bring in my first single than to have one of my best friends producing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying that was that was important to me. You know what I'm saying because I felt like you know I've always told him like yo we gonna do it. You know what I'm saying together and he was always like the type like you know what I'm saying like he knew but he also knew like you know what I mean like we kind of need each other. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so yeah. either he was gonna break through or I was gonna break through. But I always, I always told Mitch, yo, whatever happens, bro, like, we're going to do this shit. We're going to do it together. So that was the reason for that. And then uh, what's coming up next? Man, we got we got mad work going on, man. We record, you know what I'm saying, music all the time. Um, you know, right now I'm focused on uh, finishing up my album. It's sounding, it's sounding crazy. I'm so you know excited to hear that. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, and it's different. It's on, like, if I can give you a little insight to my album, like, 
I was, I was again. I told you I read comments, and I, you know, what I'm saying I go to Twitter and I check. Does out that hurt Twitter. you sometimes? I feel, I feel like reading comments, like I don't know, it takes up a certain amount of brain space that isn't good for me. Sometimes it does. It, it really does, but it's good. It's good for some reasons, but to be honest, I don't really let it hurt me. I, yeah. I really because there's some people again. There's some people who don't like my music and don't like, you know, what I talk about. They don't like my style or, well, why did, why isn't he rapping like Conway or why doesn't he rap like Letter Jeans? It's because I'm me. You feel me? Yeah. Like, and, um, you know, I, I go and I, I look, you know what I'm saying, to get the inspiration. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To get to see, you know, different things. And there was a lot of a lot of different things being said at first um, before Suede Uppers. But since Suede Uppers, you know, it's been a lot more positive. But um. There was one thing that kind of stuck out to me, and I, I just didn't want people to put me in a box. You feel me? And when you listen to my album, like, I'm actually, I got to go link with Conway today so we can play it. But um, when you hear my album, I don't have a specific style. I'm really just telling my story in different ways all throughout the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really, it's really like my story of who I am. The album is called Abolished Uncertainties. So that's the name of the joint, but um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, man. Like it's you have great also, titles. Those you have the two word, the two you, words. You have the specific. They all match. They all work. Word, I love that. Yeah. It started. It started with subjective humility, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna start just like you know, I, I like the way that came together, and then, you know, I've just been doing that ever since. Um, but yeah, like you know, that's that's what's what's up next, man. Just you know, working on this album. When are you? Then, when are you looking to drop that? Say it one more time. When are you looking to drop that? Man, hopefully early summer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, I, if I'm blessed enough before then, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Who's but, on uh, it? Who do you have on it? Like, whether production or? Uh, Production-wise, uh, Mitch Arizona is on there Um, so far. um, I got a few other producers that I work with, but it's mainly Mitch Arizona. That's awesome um, that you guys can do that together. Word. Yeah, no, nah, for, for real, like, you know, again, it's like that's my boy. So it's like you know, any anywhere I go, I'm trying to bring him with me. So well, that's you know crazy. Your label doesn't like interfere so much. That, like, no, you got to work with the people we want you. It's like, no, this exactly. is the person that I built they, a relationship. They do, they do with. suggest. They definitely do suggest certain people. And you know, Conway, he's had a few beats. Like, yo, I want to hear you on this. You know, what I'm saying so. Yo, can you you know write to this? But that's the good thing about drum work. Um, and that was made clear from the jump. It was kind of like, you know, you can be yourself. We don't want to sign you and then turn you into something that you're not. Cause the reason why we signed you is because you're you. Yeah. So that's, that's what's dope about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got Mitch on there. I got cartoon beats on there. He's another producer that I kind of ran into after I got signed and he has some, some great, great production. Um, a few other cats, uh, Trizzy, Trizzy Williams is on there. Okay. He's actually, I believe he's gonna be on um uh he's on Conway's album on the Shady album though, I believe. Okay. Uh, so he's got to be on there. Um and then in terms of like features, I mean obviously I got Love the Genius on there. Um right now I don't have Conway on there, but you know, obviously he's he's gonna jump on something. I hope. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens, but now nah, he should be yeah. on there. Um, I got Mitch, I mean, not Mitch Arizona, he's not rapping, but I got Origino, he's a singer from the town. Okay. Um, I got Jillian Hainsworth, she's a poet. Uh, she's gonna be on, on a track, and that's all I got so far. It's it's really me on there. Yeah. Well, that's you know what, what you, you stand out on your projects with your 
your storytelling and your you know it is storytelling you like you say that you're trying to tell your story and it comes across in the music right 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 now that's a fact that's a fact you're um you were saying about the two word albums and i just have the quick question is you have on um asphalt calligraphy it says the art dealer on the top was that mm -hmm. the other name you were trying you were going to go by no so art dealer is actually it's a, uh, it's a collective it's uh me um you got tony boy and then you got camouflage monk and there's some other people that are kind of involved with it as well uh brett mike media he's he does video and things like that but Art Dealer is a collective uh, that Camouflage Monk started. If you look at, um, and he has like all these different vinyls, you'll see the Art Dealer tag on there. Okay, how'd that come it, together? Um, I mean, it was something that, that Camo wanted to kind of put together to kind of just use a platform to kind of help push all the artists that he fucks with. It's not like a label. It's not anything like that. It's yeah. just something to kind of, you know, bring bring just dope sounds together and just make a platform for, you know, these different artists to kind of push what they do. Yeah. What's, what do you have coming next on the art art front for uh, BMBOIC? Where, so uh, so I have a drop coming up soon. I'm kind of, like I, was, like I mentioned earlier, kind of doing like a collab. Yeah. Um, take skis with, with BMBOIC. We got a drop coming up soon. Um, I'm going to have a date soon. Um, Are you ever going to release the machine hoodies again? The, you had the 101. That was one of the hardest hoodies that it, I've ever seen. Because uh, Machine, man, he'll, he'll see something that I do, and I'll wear it around him. And then when he sees he's like, yo, I need one of them. And so whenever he asks for one, I just make sure that I make it as different as possible. Because yeah. I wanted to stand out for him. Like, even... I don't know if you saw the flannels that I did. Yeah, I, I did, did. A one of one flannel for him, and it had the machines all going, or the little robots going down. Yeah, I love that. Where, where, where? So you know, I just try and make sure that his shit is always just different than mm -hmm. everybody else's. Like, I mean, I would love to, you know, do a collab with uh, with Machine and make something happen. But you know, that's all. Hopefully, it's in the cards. You know, one of these days. But yeah. as of right now, it's not. It's not in the cards right now. Well, that is crazy that you said a year ago you couldn't believe where you are. Like a lot has happened for you in a year. It's, it, what is it like? Look at like if you could go back and look now. Like, is it unbelievable? Is it? Is it worth? Like, it must be cool that all this effort that you put in is finally paid off. Yeah, man. I, I think about it like that. Like, you know, it's just. Like the fruits of the labor, you know what I'm saying? It's it's really kind of crazy to think about. That's why I try not to think about it too much because yeah. I don't want to. I don't want it to get to my head. Like I still mm -hmm. wake up every day and I have, you know, I have a schedule that I try to follow. There's different things that I try to do every day, but I I just I try not to think about it too much, man, because it's like, yo, who who like goes and records music with one of the hard, hottest artists in hip hop, probably the biggest group in hip hop is on their album two times performs yeah. on title live signs a record deal <laughs> like, like who, yeah who, who does that nobody does that there's not anybody that does stuff like that you know what i'm saying yeah. like so it's all it's, it's unprecedented it's uncharted waters and, and I like, know you have no congratulations, but really, congratulations for all that shit. Man, because salute, it's salute, cool. man. It's really salute. awesome to see and to be a fan, and I can't wait to see what else, you know, what else happens. I can't wait to hear the album. I can't wait to hear what... Man, the album, the album is absolutely insane. And, man, just stay tuned, because you never know, man. It's, it might be some other things that happen in between that time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, things all, like, that's the thing with drum work, man. 
that I've that I'm starting to learn and I, I've learned, but I'm learning more and more is that things change every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's different plans, you know, different opportunities. Shit just changes every day, man. Yeah. So, you know, like I, I tell everybody, man, just stay tuned, bro, because it's it's a lot going on. Yeah. And last what thing, mean? last thing. What do you mm-hmm. think the hottest shoe out right now is? How to shoot out. I mean, how to shoot out right now is the Jordan one. I yeah. don't even, you know, I, I I had a thing I say all the time, man. Separation of Jordan mids and Jordan highs. I always say that, and I, I'm when I when I say that, I'm talking about myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if you know this, but with Jordan mids, Jordan highs. Jordan mids have eight holes. Jordan highs have nine. Jordan highs are the. It's it's just the better shoe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They mass produce the mid. They don't make as many of the high. They keep the highs limited. So that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even wear Jordan highs anymore. I don't even wear them anymore because there's too many people who wear them because it's such a hot shoe. What do you so wear? Now, what's your like? What's your wear walking around shoe? Um, now, man, I, I go for a lot of Yeezys. I've been they're wearing the a lot of Kanye's. They're the most comfortable shoes. They no, really yeah, are, for yeah. four or five, four or five. I've been rocking a lot of Yeezys, man. Um, and I just been going back in my bag, like, you know, different, different shoes. Like today I got on the Ben fives, you know what I'm saying? Okay. These came out 20, I think 2016 or something like that, but they oh, got the all, all good leather, you know what I'm saying? Good leather, good, good white laces in them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I just been going back, you know what I'm saying? And, and getting the shoes that I know people ain't really on no more. Cause like I told you earlier, I love being different, man. I embrace being different. I embrace being myself. And the reason why is because for a long time when I was growing up, even into my adult years, like my early adult years, I got I got a great friend group, but I've always been the person that has always had a different opinion or I had a different outlook on things, and I would get chastised for it all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I used to I used to hate it. I used to like not like it. You know what I mean? But then I grew into it. Like you know what I mean? Like no, nah, like my opinion is different, and I should yeah. I should embrace that because this is what I really think. I'm not just saying it. Or going along with with the tide because that's what's happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know when I started to realize that I, I really started to embrace my my different side. You know what I'm saying. Even with BNBLYC, there's nobody else really doing that. But it's no. it's different. This is what I this is what I like to do. So I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean. So it's it's like that in in pretty much every aspect of my life. Man, I really I really do appreciate you coming on. Uh, last thing, take your vitamins. I, I'm a big proponent of taking your vitamins, too. Every take your vitamins. Day. I get on Twitter every day <laughs> in the morning. Good morning, take your vitamins. And then in the afternoon, did you take your vitamins? Today? You got to take shit. your fucking vitamins. Take your word. vitamins. Uh, do you want to plug your, your uh, social media and stuff before we... Yeah, word. Uh, make sure y'all go follow me, man, on Instagram, on Twitter, at jskees, J-A-E-S-K-E-E-S-C. Stop by the. I actually stop by the BNBLYC joint too. It's at BNBLYC on Instagram, and then I have the website www.bnblyc.com. And make sure you also go and follow Drumwork Music. Definitely, definitely check out his shit. It's amazing. Make sure to check out Asphalt Calligraphy and Subjective, uh, a Subjective Fucking Humility, and also listen to Suede Uppers. And you got your uh, new album coming out hopefully in the summer. Thank you so yes, much sir. for coming on, man. Thank you. No I doubt, really man. Appreciate it.